is the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message is from our weekend service right here at our campus located in downtown Brea, California. We hope this message encourages you and strengthens your faith. Well, at the end of the 20th century, the end of the 20th century, it was December 31st, 1999. It's kind of weird to say the end of the 20th century, 1999. That was almost... 20 years ago. We're, we're, we're coming up on that this December. Can you believe that? This December, will, I mean, this December, January will be 20 years since we went from the 20th century and we now live in the 21st century. Crazy for all of us a little bit older to think about. Some of you, some of you in here were born in the 2000s, so you're like, that, that was before I was born. But let me tell you, it was December 31st, 1999. Time magazine declared one person to be the person of the century. Quite an accolade, huh? Quite a thing to be declared, the person of the century. Can anybody tell me, does anybody remember who was declared the person of the 20th century? Oprah? <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Nope, no. Anybody want to try? Anybody try? Jesus. Oh, that's the person of the ages. Somebody. Nope, no. Nope. Mandela. Good guess. Good guess. Good guess. No, it was Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein was named the person of the century by Time magazine. Here's the cover of the magazine right there. That's a handsome looking man, isn't it? <laughs> He lived an impressive life. He influenced culture around the world like nobody else had in the 20, 20th century. I heard a story about Albert Einstein. Um, it talked, the story goes like this. Albert Einstein was traveling from Princeton where he was a professor. And he was traveling from Princeton. He was taking the train. And the conductor was coming down the aisle. And the conductor was taking tickets and punching the tickets just to make sure you all had your ticket. And uh, Dr. Einstein begins to come out, okay, where's my ticket, where's my ticket? And it's a true story. He's looking for his ticket. He can't find his ticket. The conductor comes up to him, and he can see Dr. Einstein is, is struggling. And he, he, try and he looks in his pockets, feels around. He opens up his briefcase, can't find a ticket in there. It's not on the seat next to him. He's just frustrated. And the conductor says, Dr. Einstein, Dr. Einstein you, relax, relax. I know you. We all know you. I trust that you bought a ticket, and even if you didn't, it doesn't matter. You're fine. You're fine. Just relax. And of course, Dr. Einstein kind of nodded with appreciation. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and, and on went the conductor. Click, 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 click. Keeps going. Just before he leaves that car, he turns around and looks back, and there is the great physicist, Dr. Albert Einstein, crawling around on the floor, looking under seats, trying to find the ticket still. The conductor rushes back to him. I mean, he's elderly at this point, and the conductor rushes back. Dr. Einstein, please, please, let me help you up. You don't need the ticket. I know who you are. We know who you are. You're fine. You're fine. Dr. Einstein stands up just before he's seated. He looks at the young man and says, I know who I am too. I just don't know where I'm going. Well, the conductor's like, I can't help you with that. I don't know either. <laughs> Greatest man of the 20th century lost on a train. <laughs> we don't know where he ended up. Um, he doesn't know where he ended up. On Saturday nights here at Refinery right now, we're in a session, we're in a series called Who is Jesus? And we're answering the question that Jesus asked 2,000 years ago, who do you say that I am? And your answer 
as everyone's answer, determines your destination. Your answer is like the ticket that gets you to where you're going. And we're looking into the Gospels. We're not looking into any other sources. We're looking into the Gospels to find out who is Jesus. And we've had a good time over the last three weeks of discovering who Jesus is. We kicked it off uh, with who Jesus was. And, and then a couple of weeks ago, we, we found out that Jesus is present. Take a look up on the screen here. Jesus is present. And if you were here just a few weeks ago, you saw that, that Jesus is present. And he's, he's not only near, he is here. He is with you to go through the tough times, the good times, the high times, and the low times. He is present. And then last week, oh, what a powerful week. We found out that Jesus is the way. Everybody say the way. The way. way. Not a way, not the best way, but the way to heaven. Fantastic message. I highly recommend if you haven't listened to it, check out our podcast online. You can visit iTunes and take a look at that, or you can just go to our website, wearerefinery.com. Click on the sermons. You can listen to all of our past messages. In addition to that, I've noticed a lot of... uh, a lot of, uh, we'll call it holy graffiti out on our board out there. Uh, redeemed graffiti on our message board out there. Uh, it says Jesus is out there on the big black boards. And I've asked you to go ahead and write a phrase, write a statement. Uh, I even noticed that Jesus is my homeboy is written up there. Which really cool. Way to go. <laughs> awesome. Write up there a statement. Go fill up that board. Who is Jesus. This week, I'm going to camp out again in the Gospel of John and the Gospel of Matthew, both of them together, to take a look at Jesus because there was a part last week that we didn't get to address. And it's from a specific word that is very prominent in the Gospel of John. It's a very specific word and a very important word. Let me read the passage again from last week, and we're going to kick into it this week. Here it is. It's John chapter 14, verse 6. Take a look at this. Jesus says, let's all read it together. Ready? Begin. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus referring to himself. Remember, he's a triune being. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three distinct persons under the Trinity. One God. He refers to himself in three parts, the way, the truth, and the life. You are a three-part being as well. You may not know this about yourself, but you are. You're the physical, you're the spiritual, and you have a soul, the, the mental, your thoughts, your emotions. That's the soul. There's the spirit, the soul, and the body. Interesting that Jesus would say, I am the way referring to the way to heaven for your spirit. I am the truth, referencing your mind, your thoughts, and your emotions. And I am the life. How you living? How you living? Isn't that beautiful to think? This triune God speaks to a triune being in a triune way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The word for this week that I want to camp on is Jesus is the life. Everybody say life. Life. Jesus is the life. And not only the life, he is life. In the Gospel of John, just the first, the Gospel of John, 
Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the fourth gospel listed in the New Testament. The word life is referenced 47 times in just the first book, in just that book of the gospel. 47 times. Now, of course, depending on the translation you're reading, there may be a couple more references. There may be a couple, of le- couple less. But in the English Standard Version, in the New King James Version, those are two good translations that do word-for-word translations. 47 times the word life is referenced, specifically in regards to Jesus Christ and what he has to offer. I want you to think about this for a second. Life. Life. In the New Testament, the New Testament was originally written into the Greek language, and, and it's important to kind of go back to the original language to find out the meaning of certain words because we can take various words and use one word to represent in the English language, represent three or four different words, and we can lose the impact or we can lose the meaning. Here in John chapter 14, verse 6, the word for life is zoe. Everybody say zoe. Z-O-E, and it's referenced 47, it's referenced many times in, in the Gospel of John. And here's just a few of these. Matter of fact, before we get into the few references, let me, let me give you the literal translation of Zoe. Zoe is literally translated, that Greek word that we translate into just life, the literal translation is the eternal, abundant, and powerful life of God. The eternal, abundant, and powerful life of God. That's a pretty big deal. And we just say life. We just say the word life. We don't want to lose the impact. So that's why I wanted to give you the reference of other places that we see it in the Gospel of John. Here are just a few. The first one is, is right there in John chapter 1, verse 4, when it's referencing in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Then it says in verse 4, in him was the life. Everybody say life. The Zoe life, and that was the light of men. And the life, the Zoe, was the light of men. Another, verse, another one is a popular one that most of us know, John 3, 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal, say life, life, that Zoe life. Okay, we're seeing it. Again, another one, John chapter 5, verse 26 says, For as the Father has life, or Zoe, in himself, so he has granted the Son, that is Jesus, to also have life, or Zoe, in himself. Jesus is life, Zoe life. Finally, and again, this is just a few of the 47 references. Jesus said to them, he's saying to those that are following him, I am the bread of life. They say life. The Zoe life. I am the Zoe life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. These are just a few of the references that Jesus makes. Jesus Christ, the eternal word of God, who was God, is God, was in the beginning with God, created everything that we see, created and, 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 and expressed this life through the spoken word, in him is life. Everybody say life. life. It's exciting. It's exciting to know because it's awesome. But it's not just awesome that Jesus is life. He didn't come just to show off and say, check me out. I'm life. I'm Zoe life. Worship me. Check it out. Don't you wish you had this? He didn't act that way. He actually makes it available. 
that Zoe, powerful, abundant life that he possessed, he says, I want you to have it. He makes it available to anyone and everyone. Doesn't matter your race. Doesn't matter you born poor, born rich, or anywhere in between. Doesn't matter what country, continent you were born in. Gender doesn't matter. Jesus says these words in John chapter 10, verse 10. Take a look. One of my absolute favorite verses. Jesus says, I came that they would have life. Everybody say life. life. Zoe. The same, the same God power, abundant life. Jesus is saying, I've come that they would have Zoe and have it what? Abundantly. It's like he gives a double-double. That's what he's given. It's not just a hamburger. He's saying, I want to give you a double-double because Zoe means abundant life. And Jesus says, I want to give them abundant life and not just abundant life, but abundant, abundant life. It's a double-double-double. It's a four-by-four. It's abundant. You know what the word abundant means, right? Abundant is like when you go get an all-you-can-drink soda and you put it up to the soda dispenser, right? Abundant is not halfway. Abundant is not three-quarters. Abundant is overflowing, right? You're going, yeah, that's good. Just let it flow over. Anybody ever gotten a Slurpee at 7-Eleven? Good luck trying to stop it in time. It always ends up going out over the top, right? That's abundant. That's abundant. And Jesus says, I have come that they would have Zoe. Everybody say Zoe. Zoe life and have it abundantly, overflowing more than enough. Somebody in here needs to hear that right now. Jesus wants to give you life more than you need. More than enough. God doesn't want you to simply just exist trying to get from day to the next day to the next day. And I just got to work myself up to get through today. Eat, drink, sleep, repeat. Eat, drink, sleep, repeat. This is not how God made you. He wants you to have life. Jesus said, I came that they would have life and have it abundantly. And in him is that Zoe life. That's why John chapter 3, verse 16 is so powerful. We say it, we know it. It's at football stadiums. They have it plastered. You know, people hold up the sign, John 3, 16, John 3, 16. Most people don't know it, but it's so powerful that God loves you so much, that he loves me so much. He loves this world so much that he would willingly give up a portion of the Trinity to be sacrificed on a cross the Bible says in John 3, 16, so that you could have eternal Zoe, life. Mm. Doesn't that make you excited right now? That should make you so happy. That makes me happy that I, I can have that life. Mm. Here's the sad side, though. Most people aren't experiencing Zoe. They're not experiencing that kind of life that Jesus offers. Many are satisfied with what the world offers, what the world calls life, right? 2.5 children, a nice house, a good-looking car, a good-looking spouse. That's life. That's what people say. Frank's, well, Frank said that. Sinatra for all you fans out there. That's life. Build a successful business, then I'll have life. 
get all the stuff, the toys, then I have life. Sadly, in my 50 years of life here on earth, I've had the opportunity to interact with the poor and the wealthy and everyone in between. And every single one of them, it didn't matter how much stuff they have, how much money they have, or how poor they are, they're all desiring Zoe. Because the stuff doesn't give you Zoe. Only Jesus can give that because Jesus is life. And that's what he offers. See, Jesus offers a life with less fear and less stress. That's Zoe. Less fear, less stress. That's Zoe. Jesus offers a life with, a life with purpose and passion. That's Zoe. That's what Jesus offers. Jesus offers a life with greater confidence and greater joy. That's Zoe. That's Zoe. A life that is so secure that when struggles come, and they do, right? They're going to come. Even Jesus, out of his own mouth, said, hey, in this life you will have trouble. Here's what he said. In this life you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. You know what he meant by that? I've overcome the world. I have life, and I offer it to you, so you can too. You're going to have troubles, but we are overcomers, and we will overcome because we can know Zoe. Everybody say Zoe. <clears throat> when you walk in the Zoe life of Jesus Christ, you can walk through the trials, the tribulations, the storms, and come out on the other side experiencing Zoe life and going, this is what real life is about. So, of course, here's the million-dollar question, right, that all of us ask. How do I get this Zoe life? How can I experience the kind of life that Jesus is offering? Is there a pill? Because I will pay all sorts. I'll, I don't care. I'll buy the pill. Is it a new diet? Which some people think there's the answer to life, a new diet. Is there an app that I can download to get me this kind of Zoe life? You can't buy it. Mm -mm. Jesus offers it for free. But there are steps to begin to possess it and to walk in it. And I think most of you know, if you've been here for any amount of time here at Refinery Church, I'm, I'm a preacher that loves to teach. I love to dig into the Word, and I like to give you practical stuff that you can take with you today and begin to walk it out. And so here's what I want to do. It's not a mystery. Jesus gives us practical ways to experience that Zoe life. We find it in his word. He doesn't just make the statement, I am life, and then leave you alone and say, okay, now figure it out. Have fun. Have fun trying to figure this out. He actually makes it easy with three simple steps. And if you're a note taker in here tonight, you're going to want to take out your notes. You're going to want to write this down. Because the way to experience that Zoe life is actually pretty practical and pretty easy. Both Matthew and Luke record Jesus giving the steps to experiencing life. Matthew and Luke give practical uh, expressions of that, specifically found, if you're a note taker, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, and Luke chapter 6, verses 47 through 48. I'm going to read from the, the Gospel of Luke, 
chapter 6, verses 47 through 48. And I'm going to read this to you right now. Follow along on the screens with me if you would. I'm going to read this and, and you can see the steps. Jesus says, Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat, I love this word, vehemently. Say vehemently. vehemently. That's, a, that's a $10 word right there. Put that in your vocabulary. It means the stream beat hard, regular, ongoing, persistent, wasn't going to give up, vehemently. So when the flood water rose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Do you see it? Jesus says, whoever comes to me, hears my sayings and does them. Here's what that person's like. Their life is like a house that has been dug deep. The foundation was dug deep and found the bedrock, the rock of Jesus Christ. And they built their life, they built their home on that. So now when the storms come and begin to beat, it won't come crashing down. Your life. That's what Jesus says. That's what he's declaring here. And the three things he says are very clear and very simple. The first one is this, whoever comes to me. Say comes to me. The first one is whoever comes to me. That's the very first thing. we got to come to him. The biblical term for this is repent. Repent. The word repent is this, means this. Simply, I'm walking in my ways. I did it my way, as Frank would say. Again, Sinatra. Walking in my ways. And repent means this. Turn. Do a 180 and begin to walk and follow Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. It doesn't matter how far you've walked down here. Repent and turn and come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Whoever comes to me, it starts with coming to Jesus. It starts with repenting and turning from my ways, the world's ways, the educated ways, all the different ways that say, we'll give you life. And we turn and say, no, I'm going to go after the Zoe life and follow him. Who do you turn to with life issues, with the issues of life that you have? Who do you look to? I mean, we all look to somebody. Somebody said Oprah recently. Maybe you look to Oprah for your advice. I don't know. Who do you look to with life issues? Life issues. Should I marry him or her? Right? That's a life issue. Should I take the job or not take the job? Or as the 80s band, The Clash, would say, should I stay or should I go? If I go, there will be trouble. If I stay, there will be double. Who do you look to for the answers? Oh, I like that. was a good response. 80s. We look to all sorts of sources, don't we? We Google it. We check the news. And depending on our political bent, Depends on what news we listen to to find out our advice. We look to celebrities. We look to influencers to give us direction. We look to academics, even well-meaning friends and family members. We look to to help us in our life issues. 
And these sources can offer decent advice, sometimes a little skewed, but sometimes decent advice. They can. But they're not complete, and they're not totally reliable. None of them compare with the life giver, Jesus. If we go to another source first, we might get off the wrong way, get off the wrong off-ramp and end up in some weeds somewhere. And we're going, wait a minute, that seemed like good advice. And Jesus is saying, come to me first. He says, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and all that you have need for will be taken care of. Who's your first go-to? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Remember last week what I said. I, I showed it to you just at the beginning. He's the way. He gives us direction, the destination. He's the truth, which means we can get knowledge and wisdom. And he's the life, purpose-filled, eternal, real life. So why would we look to other sources first? Why would we look first when we can come to him first? I want to challenge you. Whatever life issue you're dealing with right now, stop, drop, don't roll. <laughs> All you kids trained in school. Stop, drop, and ask Jesus, what should I do? I seek you first. Give me direction. We need to go to the main source first before seeking other sources. And it starts with coming to Jesus. Then number two, okay, come to him. And what did he say the next one was? Here's my sayings. Anyone who comes to me and hears my sayings. Say, here's my sayings. You got to listen. You got to listen. You know the difference between listening and listening, right? I've mentioned this to some of you before. There's a difference between listening and listening, right? There's teen ears and then there's dog ears. Teen ears and dog ears, two types of listening. And teenagers in here, it's not all teenagers, but some teenagers, particularly this one, Javier. There's no Javier's in here, right? All right, good. I can use that name tonight. Javier's 15 years old, right? And, and mom says to Javier, they're in the same room, same living room. Mom says to Javier before, he had, before she heads off to do some errands, Javier, I need you to do something for me. I need you to clean your room, right? I need you to clean your room. I need you to take out the trash, and I need you to fold the laundry, right, before I get back. And he responds, okay, mom. Yeah, yeah. I see Sandra already going, yeah, I know, I know. She's got teenage. She knows. She doesn't have a Javier, but she has a couple other ones. They're in the same room. He says, okay. She goes off on her errand. She's feeling confident. He heard me. He acknowledged me. He said, okay, mom. Which you know what that means in teen language. It means nothing. Okay, mom. She gets back. Where's Javier? In his bedroom playing video games. Laundry still piled up. Trash still piled up. She walks into his room. She can barely find him. Javier! Orale. <laughs> Didn't you hear me? And he goes, I'm sorry, Mom. What'd you say? I I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Teen ears. Teen ears. Then there's dog ears. Okay. 
Dog ears are like my little Oliver. I got a little dog, little, little uh, mixed poodle, kind of little, he's a cotton ball. Okay, he's a little cotton ball with four legs. And um, he's got, near, he's nearsighted. And so he's always kind of running close to things and backing up. And I go to give him, I give him some food, and he's like, What's your, what do you put in my face? Because he's a little nearsighted. And uh, sharp noises like that you know, freak him out. And I think the reason why is because he's nearsighted, but he has really good hearing. He can be up in our bedroom, upstairs, all right? I can be downstairs in the kitchen, and I can say the word treat, about that loud, treat. <laughs> Grab the jar and just take the lid off. And I hear, all the way down. And he looks at me. Radar hearing. And I just went, treat, treat. That's the difference between listening and listening. Do you have teen ears with God or do you have dog ears with God? How are your ears tuned into what Jesus is saying? When we come to Jesus, we have to open our ears and open his word so that we can hear what he is saying. You don't know where to go or what to do if you don't know his voice and you're not listening. Reminds me of that little three-year-old kid from YouTube that was saying, listen, 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 listen. You guys remember him? Lisa, listen, listen. You're not listening. They're like, Jesus is there. Come on, listen, 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 Dino. Listen, listen, listen. Jesus gives us counsel. He gives us advice. He gives us direction we need. But if we aren't reading his word and listening to biblical teachings like this one, then we're not hearing the direction that he can give us. The reason we podcast is not because I'm trying to become some sort of famous podcasting personality out there. We podcast so that you can hear this and then you can go back and listen to it again and begin to soak it in. The Bible says in Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And you need to get it into your ears, which gets into your heart, which brings transformation, which brings faith. And now you've come to Jesus and you've heard his sayings. That's why we podcast. Hearing his word will grow your faith and give you the confidence you need for number three. Take a look at number three. What did he say? Come to me, hear my sayings, and do them. Put it up there, Kelby. (laughs) Always the comedian. Thank you. Anyone who comes to me, hears my saying, and does them. I say does them. Mm-hmm. Prior to, yeah, we'll work on that with you, mister. Do them. We can't just come to Jesus. Can't just hear. We got to be a doer. We got to be a doer. Do them. Jesus actually opened before verse 47. He started, he started with a question. Take a look at what he said in verse 46. He says this, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? You came to Jesus. 
You call him Lord. You, you, you even identify yourself as a follower. You say you're a Christian, but you're not doing what he says to do. What good is that? What good is that? You say, I'm your Lord, I'm Savior. You acknowledge that my ways are best, but then you don't do them. No wonder you're not experiencing Zoe. And I'm not saying that to condemn anyone. I'm saying that to challenge me and to challenge you and to challenge every Christian. You want to experience the Zoe life? You got to come to him. You got to hear him and you got to do what he says do. Later on in the New Testament, the Apostle James would write these words, which would really just kind of underline what Jesus is saying. Take a look at what it says in James chapter 1, verse 22. It says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, what? You're only fooling yourself. One translation says, otherwise, you're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself. You're lying to yourself. You know, there are lots of people who proclaim to be followers of Jesus Christ. And they're not doing what Jesus says to do. And it's sad. They attend church. They listen to teachings. They love to listen to popular preachers like Joel Osteen and Rick Warren and others. Joyce Meyer. and oh, I mean, I could just name all these popular preachers and they love to listen to them. But unfortunately, it's just information. Because we don't see the transformation taking place. Because they're not doing it. They're coming to Jesus, they're hearing, but they're not doing it. And that's probably not any of you in here. Probably nobody in this room. But I know this because I've been watching Christians for a long time. I've been a Christian myself for 30 years. And I've read this path. I've been a Christian longer than 35 years. And I've read Jesus came that we would have Zoe life. And I look around going, why don't I see more people experiencing this Zoe life? It's because they're not coming to Jesus, hearing what he says, and doing it. And I don't just mean doing social justice and things like that. I'm talking about doing what he says to do, walking in his ways, living the life he calls us to live. These people are fooling themselves to thinking, oh, this life, this must be the life that Jesus, it's a sucky life, but this must be the life Jesus wants me to have. Mm-mm. It's not. It's not. Many Christians deceive themselves thinking, well, if I go to church once a month, I drop some money in that offering box, and I'm, 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 I'm nice to people. I'm nice to people. Then okay. Then okay. Then I'll experience the life. When the storms come, their faith is shaken, and their comfortable world is rattled. They're wondering, wait a minute, what's going on? And Jesus is saying, just come to me. Don't, don't, don't follow those other ways. Follow me. Because Jesus promises that when you come and you hear and you do, it's what he says, your life will be rock solid. Can we put that up on the screen? When you come, when you hear, and you do, Three things. Experience the Zoe life that Jesus Christ said, I have come to give you. Then you will have that rock-solid life. Here's the thing. Storms are going to keep coming. Franny, can you come on up here and join me? The storms are going to come. But you don't have to crumble under the pressure. You don't. 
That isn't what Jesus wants for you. He wants you to experience Zoe. For Jesus is the life, and he offers it to you and to me. So tonight, this isn't Franny, this is Adrian. Small enough church that we can notice that. You are not Franny. Tonight, maybe you're experiencing struggles with that Zoe life. And you're saying, God, I want, I want the life abundant that Jesus said he came to give. Zoe, powerful, eternal, abundant life. Starts with coming to Jesus, saying, Jesus, forgive me of trying to do things my way. I want to do them your way. And I'm going to get into your word regularly because I want to hear what you have to say. Holy Spirit, speak to me even as I'm going to work, even as I'm traveling down the road, even as I'm interacting with individuals. Holy Spirit, speak to me. I will listen, I will have dog ears to hear the simple words that you're saying, and then I will do them. Commit to that right now. Would you do that? Would you just join me and make that commitment? Saying, Jesus, I'm going to come to you daily. I'm going to open up my ears, and I'm going to open up the word, and I begin listening more. I want to have dog ears that when you whisper, I come running and I say, yes, yes, And then I do what you say to do. I go where you say I should go. I'll be who you say I should be. Maybe there's a blockage in one of those three areas. Maybe you've never fully committed your heart and life to Jesus Christ. Tonight's the night. Do that. Say, I commit my heart and life to you, Jesus Christ. If you've never done that before, do that right now. Or maybe you need to make a recommitment and say, Jesus, I commit my heart and life to you. I commit to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Do that right now. Simply talk to God. There's nothing magical about my prayer. It's you and him. Maybe you've said yes to Jesus, but you need to open your spiritual ears. I'm going to ask you to picture in your mind right now with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, just nobody looking around. Picture in your mind a Q-tip. And I know some people say you're not supposed to do this, but just imagine a Q-tip. And it's going in your spiritual ears and it's getting out all that wax. Don't come to me afterwards telling me that I shouldn't do that with Q-tips. I'm I'm using this as an illustration. Picture in your mind and say, God, I want to clean out my spiritual ears and I want to hear clearly from you. Come on, do that. Say, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear when you speak so that I can come running. Make that your prayer right now. Or maybe you've been good. You've come to Jesus. You've heard his sayings, but you've been lazy. Or you've, you've not wanted to do it his way. You've said, no, 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 I'm going to do it my way. Jesus says, no, do it my way, and you will experience Zoe. Because my way leads to Zoe. Did you hear that? Jesus is saying, my way leads to Zoe. Life, eternal, powerful, and abundant. Make that commitment right now, would you? Make a new commitment to come, hear, and do.
Jesus' name. Would you say amen with me? Amen, amen, amen. Life. Jesus is life. Jesus is the maker. Jesus is present. Jesus is the way. And Jesus is life. And that life is for each of us. Isn't that good? Doesn't that excite you? Amen, amen, amen. Let's just thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this word tonight. Thank you for this word tonight. For more information about Refinery Church, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at We Are Refinery. If these messages have blessed you, please consider supporting the ministry by visiting our website at wearerefinery.com give.